Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, Boomer and Geo, coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. It's a big day for Giants fans, of course, as they go into Minnesota and beat the Vikings, and they are on their way to Philadelphia. Every time I say that, I feel like I'm getting over it maybe a little bit more, but it's going to take some time. And I think maybe, you know, tomorrow you start thinking about the Eagles, Wednesday you start thinking about the Eagles, but today is all about you know what happened yesterday in this football game, and it was a near-flawless game. Now, I know our buddy Russell from Newark just called up, and he said, man, you know, they didn't play a perfect game. If you think about the drop from Slayton, if you think about the Daniel Bellinger thing, if you think about... I mean, they played a near-perfect game. They really did. And offensively, it was the best game that they played. And I can't just say it's all the Vikings' defense. Obviously, the Giants, you have to tip your cap to what they did and what Daniel Jones did. I mean, they, they were they were damn near perfect offensively. And yeah, if, if Darius Slayton doesn't drop that ball, that game is over at that point because he was going to run for a first down. And the, and the Vikings wouldn't have gotten the ball back. So there were two instances there where the Giants gave, opened the door a little bit for the Vikings, and they could not come back and capitalize. Now, the Giants, it wasn't the Giants' fault the second time the door was open because that was the roughing the passer on Dexter Lawrence. But they got a break, the Vikings, with the Darius Slayton drop. They got a break on the roughing the passer, and they couldn't capitalize on either one of those things. And let me tell you, of all the love, and rightfully so, that Daniel Jones is getting, Dexter Lawrence, what he has turned into that guy is just absolutely unblockable. My Lord. And if the Giants go in to Philadelphia and give them a game and possibly win, it's going to be defensively mostly because of him. Because he's going to be he's gonna be jamming up the A-cap and doing some amazing things. And that guy, man, I just was so frightened of that guy all yesterday watching his football game well, and Bradbury was in there the whole game. No, he was, of course. I mean, you know, but he was on roller skates. Yeah, and then Dexter Lawrence was was winning those battles. So, you know, uh just a, a great victory for the Giants and, and you know, maybe it is about this year for them. Maybe this is another magical run. You cannot rule it out. Uh especially with, you know, Jalen Hurts maybe not being a hundred percent. The Eagles not looking great at the end of the season. I mean, you could make a case. But Let's talk about the future for a second. I mean, you've got a great head coach. You've got Joe Shane, a general manager that you absolutely trust. And you got a young core of players that you continue to build on. And then the fact that, that, that Brian Dable was able to squeeze out every bit of talent from this roster, Lord knows what he's going to do when he has even more talented players. Well, so. they, have, they have questions at linebacker now, as they were pointing out yesterday. Oh, Jolari's probably done, I would think. Yeah, but he's been um, out a lot of the year. I know, so. I know. So, But, you know, they'll fix that. They'll fix that issue. I, you know, I, I'll tell you one thing. I saw a lot of effort out of Kayvon Thibodeau yesterday. I have to say that. You know, he's he he, he gave effort. And, I mean, he, he tracked a couple guys down from the backside. 
And that's kind of the stuff that you want to see. Well, he's he's motivated by money, as he said prior to the game. He goes, they said, is there extra pressure on you in a playoff game? He goes, no, it's just an op- more of an opportunity to go get paid. So good for him. Yep, no, good Maybe for him. Is, is right. So I mean, he wants to go get paid, and I don't know if it matters to him if he if they win the game or not. He just wants well, yeah, to get no, paid. If they check. win, they get paid again. No, I guess. Yeah. So right. yeah, so it does matter to him. Yeah. So so there you go. He's just a, listen, man. He's he's a personality. You got to get used to it. It takes all kinds, G. Takes all kinds. G. You have you have you have DJ Daniel Jones, yeah. very quiet, very staid, very professional, and then you have Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, he's like the energy bunny. You know, yeah, he's I the guy's got the personality. So it takes all kinds. I, I'm not saying that it doesn't. And as long as they're all playing well and they're all giving effort, I thought there was a point in time, and I don't know whether or not the announcer said it yesterday or not. But there was a point in time where I felt like Daniel Jones had the ball in his hands every single play. <laughs> he was just running yeah. and running and then throwing and then running again. They did bring it up because there was that last time where they called a design run after he ran the ball like three or four times in a row. And then he just basically like collapsed into like three Viking tacklers. And they were like, there's maybe one more, one too many times running you know Daniel amazing? Jones in a row. The running backs and wide receivers could take themselves off the field. The quarterback can't do that, especially when you're asking your quarterback to play like this. Yeah, absolutely. He is involved in every single play, running throwing, calling the plays, decision making. That's why it's a, you know, it's great to see him grow into it. And uh, it seems like it's been unlocked for him now. He's finally got a comfort zone where the confidence and the athleticism are all coming together and we're all watching it. Yeah. And, and here's my prediction. I'm going to give a prediction. Oh, uh, another one? No, no, no. And by the way, I, people have to know off the air. Yeah. Like when you're talking with me. Yeah. You know, I'm I still hear the angst, the disgust. You know, we're talking more specific Viking stuff off yeah. the air because mm-hmm. we don't want to, you know, right. just hammer that home here in right. New York because it's, about it's, the Giants. it's yeah. a celebration about the Giants. You're not over it. No, no, not even close. You're, um, you're, not, you're not even close. Not, not, you're right, not even close. Not even close to being over it. But here, here's my prediction. It's going to be weeks. And I... And I love I love Kevin Burkhardt. I texted him yesterday, you know, before the game, like, hey, have a good broadcast, you know, calling a Viking playoff game. I'm always excited watching you. He got right back to his nice little exchange with Kevin Burkhardt, who we used to work with here at WFA and all that. But when Greg Olson calls the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. he is going to be crushed on Twitter. That's my prediction. Because I don't know if people really pay attention during the regular season to what the announcers are saying. In the Super Bowl, they do. He's going to get crushed. This guy points out every obvious thing that happens during the game, provides zero insight in the game, and then sometimes points out things like there's five-year-olds watching the game. Like yesterday when he goes, all right, there's two minutes and three seconds on the clock, and the clock was stopped. This is the last play before the two-minute warning. Oh, thanks, Greg. Man, I tell you, I'm really oh, you're I'm ticked really, off at that point too. But I'm way. really glad I mean, that you, you know, pointed that out. When your team is getting really housed, glad. your team was getting housed, and, and and you're ticked off by the announcers. Well, they because, weren't getting housed. There was a close game, but I mean, it couldn't stop them. House, on housed, housed was what happened. Your with defense the, got housed. With the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, the defense is terrible. Yes, they they did, but the team at least. I mean, there was a one score game and they lost it. Okay. I mean, you know, getting housed was what happened to them in Lambo. What happened to them against the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, at least they were in the game. So can we all say? That, you know, they were frauds? No, because nobody believed in them. Even right, going right. into the game, nobody picked them. I mean, barely anybody picked them. So not, they, they weren't... like I, I, To me, a fraud is a team that, that a lot of people believe can win a Super Bowl, and then it turns out that they that they can't. You know, and I don't think that enough people believe that they could, they could do anything. 
So if you want to call him a fraud, fine. But I, I, I don't. This was a team that that they even thirteen and four. They were, yeah, no, they were, and how they won those thirteen games is beyond me. Well, two of them were just ridiculous. Absolutely the Colts and the Bills games were games that no, very rarely. I mean, every well, first of all, it's the biggest comeback in history against the Colts. Yeah, and the way the Bills just absolutely fumbled the ball away in a situation where like you would never expect that to happen, happen. So two of those games were just. I mean, maybe maybe they instead of being thirteen and four, you know, maybe a eleven and six. John and Hofstra, what's going on, John? Good morning, boys. Hey, what's Johnny, up, what's happening, brother? Not much. So I want to bring up a couple of quick points, and then I'm going to serve Gio his Daniel Jones humble pie, if I may. Yeah. Uh, so number one, uh, surprisingly, the offensive line of the Giants needs to get some credit. They were great yesterday, even though the, the Minnesota defense stinks. Number two, as Boomer said. They did not let Jefferson beat them deep or beat them for the game, which was an interesting game plan after that first drive. Number three, okay, and Boom said it as, as Boomer is the quarterback. Daniel Jones was on the way a basketball player was on shooting, shooting Jays last night. He was throwing darts. He looked rested. He looked strong. He looked confident, and he was accurate. Okay, and, and uh, Gio, let me tell you something, all right? You've been dumping on Daniel Jones. Don't ever disrespect the giant quarterback. This kid came back from a broken neck. He was playing with a bloody hand. He went through the fire. Everybody killed him. This is our guy. In your part, Gio, baby. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, John. You're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, hey. I can't. I, I thought the guy stunk. I thought he was terrible. I thought he was going to go to another team. He couldn't stay healthy. He was a turnover machine. The offense looked brutal. Even through times this year, I was like, they're not scoring any points. This is a mirage. Uh, even going into this game, you were like, okay, they beat the Commanders, they beat the Texans, and they beat the Colts in their last three wins. You know like, what? Big what? whoop. And, and, and he did whatever. What John said is right. He went right in and he shoved it right up my ass. Yeah. All right. Well, he did. I mean, it's a little rough. He did. I mean, uh, I will say that uh, Cha-Ching, you know, for each of these games and for these performances like this, his number goes up significantly. I mean, he's bet he's bet on himself. They would not give him the fifth year option, and now comes you know money time, and he's and he's and he's earned it. And you know, the one that I, I don't know if you felt this way, I was watching Brian Dayball was post game press conference yesterday. I, I thought he would, is going was going to be more effusive in his praise of Daniel Jones. Yeah, I know. I heard the same quote. He was like, he, I've has been saying all year, it's been good for us. Uh, it was good for us today. There was a lot of other people that were good that allowed him to be good for us. Uh, if, that that was were his, Rex, if that were Rex Ryan, what oh would he be saying? God, about, I mean, about, yeah. uh, right, exactly. Daniel Jones. Just, just, he's the Sanchise. He's the ready, you know, sure. what, a, what a great player. You know, and then the GMs are going, how much are we going to have to pay this guy? Shut up. Yeah, I mean, I think he's been like that with every single player, though. I don't think it's a specific Daniel Jones thing. And I do know that the quarterback is different. Uh, in that regard, but I, I, he's just, he's been, he's been tempered in everything in his post game conferences. And I'm sure what he's saying to him, you know, uh, privately and what they say on the field. I mean, you, you saw what he was doing when he went up. Like after he was screaming at somebody on the sideline for making a mistake, he turned to Daniel Jones, like gave him a fist bump and was just like, you know, all over him in a good way. Oh, and, they love the kid. There's right. No exactly. They love so, I mean, I, I, just because he's not, you know, pumping him up in the post game news conference, I don't think that, that means too much, but all right, let's go to uh, C in Hamden. What's going on, C? What's up, fellas? Good morning. Hey, good morning, good morning C. Good morning, it is, fellas, huh? How about yep. them giants, yep. baby? That's right. That's right. Yep. Hey, Gio, not yep. for nothing, I got to be honest with you. 
You killed us all year. Yep. And I kind of like it because it's good radio. But let me let me ask you a question. Mm. That whole ruse you did last week, that was reverse psychology. You really thought Minnesota was going to win, right? Uh, no. I, so I, I explained it before. I'll say it again. So this is what happened. Three yeah. weeks ago when I thought this was a possibility, I was like, oh, my God. this is You know this is going to happen. The Vikings are going to lose yeah. to the Giants because everything I said about the Giants. And then I came into the week, had a terrible weekend the yeah. weekend before, came in negative on Monday and, and believed that. But as yeah. the week went on, Every yeah. single day, I'm hearing Giants, 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 yeah. Giants, Giants. Oh, everybody, Giant yeah, fans. Oh, the Vikings aren't any good, this that. and that. And then the fan, the crazy fan, the me in, you know, the 16-year-old, 18-year-old, 25-year-old me started bubbling yeah. up inside of me, and I couldn't take it, and I let it out on Friday. So that's what happened. Hey, can I ask you a question before you guys hang up? Um, listen, I think, and Boomer, you can back me up on this. Wink Martindale's plan of taking Jefferson out of the game. I was, that, that's all you had to do. Hodgson was killing us, but let somebody else be here. Right, Boom, what do you think? 100%. Yeah, you got one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, an all-pro wide receiver. And, you know, that first series, he was bing, bang, boom, right down the field. It was like, oh, my God, this guy's going to have, like, a 15-catch, 300-yard game or something. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, whether it be the double teams or whether it be they were going to let other people try to beat them, uh, they basically, they didn't even look at him in the fourth quarter, by the way. I know. I, and that's, that's, uh, that's a crazy They didn't even target, Judd, think about this for a second. Not one throw to the best wide receiver in football in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, and that, that to me is 100% because he was blanketed because Kirk Cousins the entire year has given him an opportunity to catch balls even when he's covered. So, I mean, he must have just been bracketed. There must have been two guys all over him the entire time. You know, when you're watching the game, you don't always see that, as you like to say, the old 22. Yeah. You don't get the chance to see well, that. But uh, that that's no doubt a credit to the Giants' defense because if Kirk Cousins thought there was any opportunity to get the ball to him, he would have because that's what they've done the entire year. So, you know, the thing about adjustments and things of that nature, whether they be real or perceived or maybe it's just a situation where Kirk Cousins felt like he wasn't comfortable throwing it into double coverage, whatever it may be, um, is that you have to somehow get your star player open and involved, whether it be in motion, shifting, rub routes, all sorts of things. you got to get him involved. I mean, I, I'm watching Buffalo yesterday, and I don't think Josh Allen is all that happy with the way that he played. I, I know that he's going to be sick to his stomach looking at the interceptions and looking at the fumble uh, return for a touchdown, the sack fumble. Um, but he still threw for 353 yards and still got the ball to Steph Diggs, still got the ball to Gabe Davis, and still got those guys involved. I mean, because that's who they are as an offense. And I would say last night that Joe Burrow really struggled, especially when his line was starting to fall apart. But he always found Jamar Chase. He was always able to find him. Yeah. He didn't have great numbers, and, you know, it's tough when you play Baltimore back-to-back, and the Bengals are, like, dealing with the remnants of that. They yeah. played two games against the Baltimore Ravens, who basically have a reputation of coming in, mucking games up, playing defense. They're one of the biggest teams, if not the biggest team in the NFL, and they go after you. And, you know, the Bengals have felt that. And now they're, the remnants of that team is not the same team that was getting ready to play Buffalo that Monday night game when it was canceled. Because that team was really good going into that Monday night game. Now, kind of offensively, they're a little bit more of a shell of themselves. Yeah, well, they overcame it last year and got to the Super Bowl and played a competitive game. And it's going to be maybe even more difficult for them this time around. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network on this Giants Victory Monday. Here as we relive what happened yesterday, a great day for Giants fans, of course. And as I, I walked in, I see uh, Sean Morash out there wearing, you know, he's got his whole Giants gear on. Everything is is red and blue, blue and red and everything. It's just like, you know, Giants, everything. And he's got this silly-ass wool hat on that's just, he's basically a mascot, you know. So I stopped to talk to him about uh, about the game and how we went. He did the post game last night and everything. And then all of a sudden I hear, like the picture sound. And it's Spike Eskin taking a picture of me and Sean talking to one another before the show. I'm like, you're really going to tweet this out? Is it out there? Oh, oh, he's definitely going to put it out I there. I did not see that. Uh, it's on his phone somewhere. Mm. <laughs> definitely on his phone. Oh, how, bad vegan. Yeah, how people around here can come together in lieu of sports. I mean, like, you know, it's and you guys were like nose to nose last week and everybody's fighting around here over the Giants and the Vikings. And hey, I will always have that moment where I pancaked them out in the Bangladesh Coal Center. Yes. I will always have that moment. Regardless. That was mano y mano. What our teams do, we have no control over and that I had control over. And he got pancaked. <laughs> uh, all right, Jerry, what's happening over there? Brought man? to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Progressive New York Boat Show. Visit NYBoatShow.com. Moments we will have. Some you get back. Some you never will. Moments in the stages of life, like Friday. We're going to kick your ass. We're going to kick your ass. Let's go. Let's go. 
You make a lot of errors, man. Uh, oh, God. Well, right on cue, Eddie. Well, yeah, in this case, you did. First and 10 at the 14, tied at 7. 108 to go in the first. Jones takes the snap, fires it deep into the end zone. Touchdown, Giants. Isaiah Hodgins. He just ran the post. Jones to Hodgins, a winning combination, and the Giants take the lead with one other. Sam Hodgins turning into freaking Amani. Pretty good, man. Yeah, pretty good. And this was this was the play that you guys ended the warm up show on, where you were talking about. Oh, that the, was the play. Yeah, Zadarius Smith, the Vikings defensive end, who thought because he did, but Mike Pereira was talked about. He's like, it was just a split second. I wouldn't have made the call if I were on the field. But Andrew Thomas did go a second early. And instead of Zadarius Smith saying, okay, he went a second early, let me be a pass rusher, he stops mm. and turns around to look at the official, and then everybody else in the defense is just like loitering and they throw the touchdown pass. So that was just another critical error uh, yesterday by that defense. Just just awful. But Isaiah Hodgins, man, I, we talked about it before, That that's like one of the great... NFL stories there is. A guy like that can step up and be like, I mean, a, a tier one wide receiver off the scrap heap. Yeah, yeah, caught everything. Eight catches, 105 yards, and the touchdown. Saquon Barkley ran for two, 31-24. The final, Daniel Jones, outstanding. 301, two touchdowns, 78 yards rushing as well. He was on the field doing an interview uh, with Tom Pelissero, I believe, for NFL Network when he was interrupted by Jalen Smith. You played outstanding throughout the course of the day. That's my quarterback. Love you, baby. Yes, sir. Lots of love right now for the Giants, and rightly he just, so. Like he just will not like. <laughs> he doesn't Jones flinch. Just, doesn't flinch at he all. Doesn't. No. It's he like doesn't. a flat line, man. Just stays the course. Uh, a lot of contributors in this game, as Saquon Barkley had it pointed out, and he would back it up as well. Block that Kenny threw for you as you were going by. I saw it. I saw it. I, I told him. I said you couldn't get up and get uh, the safety after that. He was like, "Come on." Uh, <laughs> Talking about uh, Kenny Galladay, who made the block on the other end of the field in the, I think it was the fourth quarter, which is pretty damn good because then he stayed out for another running play and then he was right back off the field. Uh, Leonard Williams just happy to get the win. This feels insane to me right now. I mean, it's been years coming for me to even make it to the playoffs, and now we're on to our second round. Against Philadelphia. Now, I played Paul Allen last hour with yeah. the Giants' fourth down stop. Listen to this one. You talk about a guy that's wearing it on a sleeve. Fair to say he's a Vikings fan. Um, this is the muffed punt. Now, the Vikings got it back, but that didn't stop him from being totally ticked off. Ellen Rager muffed it where he should have called fair catch, and the Vikings held on to it. That's so freaking unacceptable. That's unbelievable he just did that. Let's pause. 412 to go in the third quarter. 24-21 Giants. Vikings ball on the KFA and Minnesota Vikings radio network. Not driven by Jalen Rager, driven by Polaris. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, by the way, I think you impacted him. You know, we had him here. Yeah. Right? Last I think he was thinking about yesterday. And I'm telling you, he was thinking about you the whole time. How could he not be? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And, and this this guy, he even tweeted out at the end of the game that he was just like the favorite season he's ever had calling the, the games because of this. But you could hear it. I mean, everybody's they're just sick of it. We're all just sick of it. Anybody who's gone through it is just sick of it. 
then it's like it doesn't matter. It's Jalen Rager this time. It was Adrian Peterson and Percy Harvin in 2009. It was Gary Anderson in 1990. It's just, it, it doesn't, it's just, I know it sounds like Beningo, you can change the uniforms, you can change this, but it's true. I mean, there's, there's loser D in some organizations. There just is. And and with them, with the Vikings, that loser DNA comes out in the biggest moments. And I've been, I was for the life of I've been trying to think about like what is it? Like with the Jets, you know, it's like it's a bad owner. They've had bad ownership for a long time. That's what you point to. But the Vikings, I like their owners. I get they got good owners now, and they built this beautiful new stadium and practice facility. The only thing I can think of is like is playing indoors makes you a wuss. Like that's <laughs> the only thing I could come up with, honestly. The only thing, it's too comfortable. It's too comfortable. And then you get these Northeast teams that come in and then slap you around. You can't go on the road and win on grass. That's the only thing. That's, I but the, that, yes. But man, you should win. The, the Saints never had a problem winning at home. The Colts winning at home. I agree going on the road. Peyton Manning would struggle in New England, sure. Saints lost a lot of big games, though. They did, in, indoors. But I mean, they did win. Uh, true, they did, and they had the one Super Bowl. But And then the Colts, I mean, how many of those games did Peyton Manning, though, one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen, had problems with the New England Patriots up there in New England? It's one of the reasons why. We're talking, here's the other problem. They haven't had a great quarterback. So we're talking about two teams that had Drew Brees and Peyton true. Manning. True. The Vikings have not had Drew Brees and Peyton Manning, so the combination of not having a great quarterback and then being a, a wuss franchise. Well, you had you had you had Randall climate C control. You had Randall Cunningham at one point, Dante Culper at one point, Warren Moon at one point. He's You've always had, they're not paid, there's only Hall of Famers like Peyton Manning and Drew you had Brees. Fran Tarkenton at one point. All right, Frank I mean Tarkenton I'll tell you what, but they showed Bud Grant last night, and I think yeah. he was a little disgusted. That I, he was you know, inside. I, of course, I was I was like he is sick. That's what I was when they showed him. I'm like that man is sick to his stomach right now that this is what he's watching out there defensively. And I swear to God, Bud Grant could have gone down to that sideline, put on a headset, and drawn up a better defense at 150 <laughs> years old than that schmuck Ed Donatel. God, how does he... <laughs> I just don't, I don't. This might be ill times. Yeah, I thought we were getting over this, but I guess not. I guess we're still in it. I, you know that guy, Ed Donatel? Yeah, he was on the uh, Pete Carroll staff here at the Jets. You have his number? <laughs> no, <laughs> I do the not. Pete Carroll staff no. with the Jets. Exactly. Yes. I know. <laughs> well, Pete Carroll's still saying. coaching. I know, but to his point, that's all. <sighs> I think he was the defensive back coach. Do you have his number? No. You I'm not giving it. I'm not, I'm not getting it for you, and I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> so just... Did I tell you how I accosted Ted Cottrell at a Vikings charity event back in the day? <laughs> when I went out to training camp, it was when the Vikings lost the Eagles, I believe it was 2004 divisional round, and they were playing well, and the game-winning touchdown was to Brian Westbrook. Uh, it was like third and goal, they were on the five, and you remember how great Brian Westbrook was, right? Once again, true Viking fashion, wide the F open, <laughs> right? Yeah. So... Ted Cottrell was a defensive coordinator at that point. I disliked him much like I dislike Ed Donatel because, you know, these guys are idiots. So I go up to him and I get some autographs, Randy Moss, a couple other things. We're having a great time. I said, oh, look who's over there. <laughs> Ted Cottrell. <laughs> go talk to Ted so I go right up to him, about 21 years old. I go, hey, Ted, can you explain to me how the one guy that you need to stop on the Philadelphia Eagles is wide open on the biggest play of the game? Because I'm curious how that happens. 
And he gave me like he looked at me like I was nut job, and I didn't scream in his face. I I actually gave like a you know I said I just want to know how that works. I'm just curious how he got lost. <laughs> he tried to explain it to me while he was eating like pigs in a blanket and a bacon wrapped scallop. <laughs> and it wasn't a satisfactory answer. So even if I got it, Donatello's number, I'm sure he couldn't explain it to me because he doesn't even know what he's talking about. Who's the defensive coordinator that could go out there and get, by the way? Who's the Wink Martindale and he turned that defense around? Who is that guy? Because wherever that guy is, I'm starting a GoFundMe page to pay for his salary. Man. <laughs> Idiots. Oh Idiots running these teams. Maybe Brandon he's... Staley. Idiot. Ed Donatello. Idiot. Kevin O'Connell. End of the end of this first half. Oh, yeah. Giants are basically trying to just go into half with the lead. Vikings have two timeouts. I thought the same thing. Call a timeout! Get the ball back. You've got this offense that was going up and down the field at that point and trying to kick a field goal to tie the game. But no! Kevin O'Connell, Mr. You know, uh, pat you on your ass and, and give you a little uh, you know baby wipe, Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins the whole time. I mean, th this guy doesn't, he's got no edge. No edge. He's just going up and down the, the sideline, giving everybody a little pat on the back. That was actually the one mistake I thought Dable made yesterday, was when they got backed up to the 10, yeah. and the Vikings had two timeouts, not three. They throw incomplete, Wait, which I immediately clock. thought, now, now the Vikings get the ball back right. with 35 seconds, now. and they let it run out. You know the amazing thing? You just said it. You just said it. No edge. No edge. The new age coach. You feel like there's no edge outside of the room. I don't know if there is inside of the room. It doesn't seem like he's that type of personality, nope. but the difference is, and we... Listen, everybody on this radio station said it. There was a clear advantage going into this game for the Giants at what point? Where? Head coach. Coaching. Yeah, head coach. Coaching. Yeah. No. The edge. You tell me. You look at Wink Martindale. That guy slamming beers and cheeseburgers and trying oh to figure God. out ways to blitz. I mean, I mean that, that, that's like, like an old school, like, you know, defensive coordinator right out of the right. Rex Ryan school of defense. Halftime, he's taking a dump, smoking a cigarette. Right, exactly. While he's on the toilet. <laughs> that's what he's doing at halftime. And then goes back out there and just sends people all day long. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ed Donatello's got his play sheet upside down trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Did you see Mike McDaniel? This has gone all the viral, them vaping on vaping, the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying to find the press conference, and all I can find are nine million videos of him vaping on the sideline. It's just amazing. <laughs> that guy's. I wonder beauty. what was in there. That's what everyone wants to know. A flavor he's vaping. Yeah. Could it have been? He, he may get. He's going to get. He he is definitely going to get fined for that. I mean, it's just it's just nuts. It's interesting though because you can't see it. Yeah. Like he's got it covered pretty good in his hand, but it's pretty obvious what he's doing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that would be amazing if we were smoking weed on the sidelines. If there was somehow weed in there. Everybody would smell it on yeah, the sidelines. Yeah, I would think so. But then again, it's in the air everywhere anyway. Yeah, right. yeah but it'd be like, could you imagine like one NFL official going, what is that smell? <laughs> it turns out that the Miami Dolphin coach is smoking weed. Yeah, well, they, we've come a long way from Don Shula, haven't we? <laughs> and Adam Gates. A little bit. Little well, did bit. they have that offensive line coach who was doing coke and recording videos to some hooker? Remember that whole <laughs> Thing down in Miami. Yes, you remember that guy, right? Yes, I don't. Oh God, yeah. it was so funny. And there was a video of him. He recorded a video, and it got out there. Mm. Oh, it was so creepy. You definitely remember this. I well, I'm sure we probably covered it. Yeah, I'm guarantee you played the cuts. But that was oh, yeah, God, it was, that was like, so within funny. Last six or seven years, I think it was yeah. on Adam Gase's staff. Wow, <laughs> he was. So we definitely covered it. I do not remember. Well, you look. That was that like up. the Detroit defensive line coach who pulled into a uh, pulled into a drive-through restaurant. 
totally naked in the car. Yes, I remember that. That I do remember. <laughs> yeah, but this is, you know, this is what happens when you're. No, that's not what happens. You stress, don't. You're no, stressful you're, and everything. Just a lot of people stressed out. They don't yeah. go to the drive-through a Chick-fil-A naked. <laughs> that's not the way it works. Yeah, Chris, uh, Chris Forrester, and then there's he's in the Dolphins facility filming himself doing lines and talking dirty to some woman. It's just, it's one of the best videos ever. Wow. It's, 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 it's so good. Get that guy in your team. I know, seriously, that's what they need. That's, that's certainly what they need. It's the guy with some edge. Dolphins did lose to the Bills 34-31, so Buffalo moves on. And then last night, uh, I gave you the Bengals version of this fumble return for a touchdown. Here's how it sounded in Baltimore. Huntley from under center, quarterback keeper. He goes over top, ball comes loose. It's recovered on a fumble. Sam Hubbard has it. He's sprinting in the other direction. No whistle or flag. Hubbard is to the 30, the 20, 10, 5. And he's in for the touchdown for Cincinnati. Yeah, so that's, uh, did you, did you see the, the officials running with them, these guys? So two of the officials stopped after about 15 yards. And then the referee was actually kind of keeping up with them. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, 24-17. That was the uh, the go-ahead score. Snap to time. It looked like the Ravens were going to go and take the lead. And instead, Cincinnati <laughs> winds up winning the game. That was <laughs> Sam Hubbard with the uh, the fumble recovery and return. Joe Burrow, a touchdown, ran for another. Um, here was one from John Harbaugh on that play. So we've heard from Dobbins, who's very upset, obviously, to get yeah. the ball in the red zone. No carries in the red zone. Harbaugh was asked to be considered just a normal play other than what they did in that spot. Sure. I mean, you decide whether you're going to hand it off, take it off the line, and hand it back in the backfield, or whether you want a quarterback sneak it. We felt we had a good call. It's a push-sneak play. Uh, um, you know, it wasn't executed just the right way. I mean, Tyler went over the top. That's a burrow play. He's got to go low on that. And so he a goes burrow over the top. play is what he's saying. Yes, puts the ball out, <laughs> right. doesn't get to the goal line. It comes free. I will say this. Uh, John Harbaugh, like I was saying, I think I was saying it last week, you know, he, the play against the Ravens, it's a pain in the ass. I mean, they're just so difficult to play against. And he's a great coach. And if there is a coach in the NFL that can win a game with backup quarterbacks and all sorts of craziness going on, it's him. I mean, he's a great coach, but, I mean, the the quarterback ultimately, he was playing good, too, for the most part, except for the first interception that he had. He was a little off, but after that, I thought he played really well last night for them. Bucks and uh, Cowboys tonight on the fan at 8. The winner will advance and play the 49ers Sunday at 6.30. The rest of the uh, weekend, Saturday at 4.30, Chiefs-Jags. Saturday at 8, Giants-Eagles. Sunday at 3 will be the Bengals uh, and the Bills. Quickly, the Knicks beat the Pistons 117-104, to a 42.15 rebound game for Julius Randle. Early afternoon game, that's 7 of 8 now for New York. Nets lost to the Thunder last night, 112-102. Wins for St. John's and Rutgers. St. John's beat number 6 UConn, 85-74. Rutgers beat Ohio State in overtime, 68-64. And the Rangers lost to the Canadians by the score of 2-1. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Satisfying play for a giant fan yesterday, and maybe even for Daniel Jones, if he's ever heard us talk about him and his future here and what it's going to take and all that other stuff, had to be the final play of the game when he takes a knee right on the Viking head. I yeah. mean, that was right, like right on the Viking head. I, and I don't know, like, I, I couldn't tell whether or not he like dug his knee into it or not, or just, you know, just kind of. Did it normally, knowing Daniel the way I think that, that he is, he probably did it professionally, not even thinking about all the other things that was probably going through his mind. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason really for the Giants to dislike the Vikings all that much. They're not like, it's not like a huge rival. They haven't had, you know, at least this group haven't had like crazy battles. They had a great game in the regular season. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's satisfying no matter who the opponent was. And certainly satisfying for Giants fans that listen to this show uh, that could see that. That same logo that I've got tattooed on my arm. Yes. That I tried to get removed earlier. Well, I guess last year and then didn't end up getting it removed. But yeah, of course. I mean, it's just, I, I, I don't, I, I, I can't, these, these images now are going to remain with me. For the rest of my life. Just add it to the list. That knee on the Viking head. TJ Hawkinson being covered by Xavier McKinney. These guys getting wide open. Hodgins, Slayton, Saquon. All of that stuff. The fourth and inches. Full start. All of that stuff is going to be just added to. It's just that file cabinet that is in my head of these horrible moments with that football team. And it just it's just another one. It's just another one. And conversely, you can add this to all the great moments that the Giants have had in their file cabinet of greatness. You know, when those Giant fans that have been able to be alive for all of the Super Bowl championships, I mean, what a what an incredible run, really. And he went through hell for a few years and was really really bad and lost more games than anybody in the NFL, but it's in the past now. Doesn't mean anything this morning, does it? Not a damn thing. Because that team is in the final four of their conference. They're in a divisional matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. And by the way, you know, that spread is only seven. So it's not like there's people thinking, you know, that this is going to be... You saw some of the spreads this past week. Thirteen and a half, nine and a half, ten... No. I mean, there's, there's well, some belief I mean, it's, there. it is divisional round and... Well, there's some divisional... I mean, well, I guess divisional round. I mean, yeah, there's so you're going to say some division match. It's a division no, match. No, but. divisional round usually... And, and what's interesting is, so the first game on Saturday at 4.30 on NBC will be Jacksonville at Kansas City. 
the Giants will be playing Philadelphia on Saturday night. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a great Saturday night. Come on, come on, Al. You got to love that. Will you stay up for that whole game? You going to stay up for that whole game, Al? Oh, hell yeah. All right. Hell yeah. I mean, you stayed up to, for midnight for the ball to drop, so I would imagine you'd stay up to midnight for this. I did, and I stayed up uh, t- till the end of that uh, Jaguar game. I know it was only like 10.30 or oh, so. Oh, wow, but... you did? Yep. I did not. I actually had to watch the highlights the next day. I was like 27 nothing. I'm cooked. And then we got the rematch between Cincinnati and Buffalo on CBS on Sunday at 3 o'clock. We are sitting around yesterday wondering which one of these games we were going to get. And you know, just thinking about the way things were played out, the fact that Cincinnati and Buffalo played on the same day. And, you know, the fact that uh, Jacksonville had played on a Saturday and had some time off that I just felt like it was going to be Saturday was going to be on NBC and we would get this game. So we're pretty lucky to be able to, you know, have the Bengals and Bills go at it again. Kevin in New Hampshire. What's up, Kevin? Thank you, Gio. <laughs> Thank you, Gio. You're welcome, Kevin. Glad I could help Thank you out. So, you know, not for nothing, nobody should be giving you crap. I think you knew exactly what you were doing when a husky guy marries a hot wife. You don't get to win at anything else in life, and you knew that. And you That's kind of true. I, that that is... you needed, okay, because if the Giants lost, then we'd be taking phone calls about why Alexis Lafreniere is not a top 10 goal scorer <laughs> for the next three months. There'd be nothing to talk about. I want from the bottom of my heart, G, I want to say thank you. That was a great win, and now we need you to do it again because we can't lose to the scumbag Philly fans. we just Yeah, no, listen, I, I am with you on that. Whatever the Giant fan wants, I will give them. If you'd like me to well, pick the Eagles, like, I will not, I, I won't pick the game in the way that I feel it will happen. I will just pick the game, whatever the Giant fan wants me to do, because that should be my punishment. If you want me to pick the Eagles and say the Eagles are going to crush them, I will do that to try to help out the Giants. I want you to pick the Giants winning by 42. I swear to God. Because whatever gives us the worst mojo going into the game, kind of because for a brief second, it did feel like that last week. I'm like, you know what? This is a guy that's touching the money who's not even a fan of the team. But then I knew it. But then I was like, ah, I know what G's doing. I know what he's doing. He's accepting it. He's going to let us have it. What a win. And this is probably going to get me hung up on Al, but it's my first call of the year. Happy New Year, guys. Love the show. <laughs> right, That's a great call by yes. Kevin, by the way. It was actually funny and informative. He's paying attention to the show. It was pretty good. You know, this is um, the one thing I will say about Brian Dable. What he did the first day that he got here is he made the team competitive. Like, there's no accepting any BS. Oh, yeah. Like, you're, you're out there. And, you know, even when they won games, remember in some of those post-game press conferences, he was talking about, like, look, there's a chance we're going to get blown out somewhere along the line. Yeah. He's been kind of practical and a matter of fact in in so many different ways it's like he's kept everybody in an even keel yeah 100 percent. i mean this guy's he was built to be a head coach probably should have been a head coach years ago he's probably qualified to be and he's just taken this opportunity and, and run with it i did think about that yesterday what kevin was saying because i was trying to make myself feel better about things so you think about in, in those instances you think about the things you do have like don't focus on the negative thing think about all the stuff you do have the hot wife <laughs> All of that stuff. So I so I said to myself, maybe that's what it is. And you would take this every single time. You're living in Sabo, you got two right. beautiful kids. Exactly. Things are, your you life know, is pretty great, good. Great childhood. You yeah. know, my parents are still healthy and around and hanging out. We're doing great things together and you know, all of this stuff. So I said, Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm just not allowed to have this other stuff. Like maybe that maybe I'm just not allowed to have 
happiness with my sports teams. And I guess I would take that every single time. That's that's the way I put it. But then I thought about all the people that live charmed lives that are probably Giants fans. There's probably some hedge fund guy who's got seven different residences and then has like, you know, he's living in a $50 million penthouse watching the game and watching the Giants win. So then I thought to myself, eh, maybe that's not the case. I know a few of those guys. I'm sure you do. Yeah. I'm sure you do. Uh, all right, we will take a break. And plenty more of your calls coming up. If you're on the line, hang in, because this is a short break. I want to be able to uh, get everybody in that wants to get in today. It is your day. And I know a lot, not as many people are driving to work today on Martin Luther King Day, but if uh, you listen on the free Odyssey app, watching on CBS Sports Network, come on, enjoy your day. Let's go. <laughs> Let me have it. And then we'll turn the page to the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm here to be just roasted for the next couple hours. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 